Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the FPL Renegades podcast. We're here recording on Tuesday the 15th of December. My name is Drew and as always I'm joined by my good pal Kirks. How are you Kirks? Hi Andy. I'm good. Is that it? Delighted to be here. Okay that's a little bit better. <laughs> Delighted for you to be here as well. Uh, right in the middle of game week 13. Unlucky for some. It's actually my favorite number. So fingers crossed. Do you have any uh, weird superstitions now that you're there on the spot and we're talking about 13? Um, no. Me neither. Don't really, don't really do superstitions. Me neither. I'm a man of science. <laughs> science and tangible things. None of this wishy-washy killing spiders or seeing about, my rubbish. Yeah, well, we went through your phobias last week. Like, you're a man of science, but you do like running fear of spiders. Are spiders not real? <laughs> it's like my fear was like fucking angels or something. Well, I mean, what's the actual fear? They're going to kill you or something? They can kill you. Maybe not in <laughs> Ireland, but like, I presume just... my fear, there's like a kind of tangible kind of explanation behind it from like caveman days and there was like big giant spiders chasing you. Maybe they would have ate you. I'm sure it's a realistic fear. Okay. And the, the number 13, there's no basis for that. So that's just my favorite number, but. The unlucky side of things, no, nothing at all. But like, don't they not have like row 13 on planes and some buildings don't have a 13th floor and stuff? It's kind of crazy. Yeah, they won't sell them. That's just money though. People not buying them. Won't buy tickets. Kirks, you mentioned spiders there. I was putting up the Christmas tree on, (laughs) I want to say Saturday. We finally Uh, bought our Christmas tree, went up to the attic, got down all of the, the decorations that have been up there for a whole year. I kind of started doing it and then, I left and went to watch United and City. So I left the wife to kind of finish it off. Happy out. And then all of a sudden she kind of called me screaming that there was a big giant giant forest spider. No, wasp was after coming out of one of the bags. And I think it was a queen wasp. I've never seen a wasp this big. Like just bloated. (laughs) It was about the size of my thumb. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it might have been a queen wasp and I had to catch it and put it outside. So I probably killed it. I felt kind of bad, but couldn't leave it in the house. Would have took uh, over. Weirdly enough, don't really mind killing wasps. Neither do I usually because they're little bastards. But like I actually read something on queen wasps the other day. I think, now don't quote me on this. It might have been a dream. <laughs> but uh, I think they all die off except the queen and she goes and hibernates and then she kind of... So you could have killed off an entire generation of wasps here. That's it, like... The world might end because those wasps won't pollinate they're, our crops they're not here. They're pollinators. They, don't, they do jack shit. They're just a pain in the hole. They're mini pollinators. They're not like bees, but I think they do small amounts of pollination. So welcome to the Renegades <laughs> gardening, and, gardening and Harvesting podcast. I feel like it's like dolphins and sharks. It's like... yeah. And for once, it's you who led us astray, bringing up my fears again. So look, it's game week 13. We better jump straight into this because I could just talk about nonsense all day and... uh the week that's in it, we're going to have to talk about three game weeks nearly simultaneously. And you'd think we would have done maybe more research, more planning, been a bit more meticulous, but have gone completely the other way and done absolutely nothing for the first time ever. So it's all on you. Oh. I have every faith that you can compensate. <laughs> I got bad news, Andy. Yeah, I came uh, here straight from work. I was like, right, just going to wing this. Uh, and wing it we shall. What, so for the for the game week just gone then? Yeah, I think, now very quickly, how did you get on in game week 13? Hopefully it was another like 
four, five, six million game week rank, so we can all laugh at you. It was, and then we'll move on. Five point one million game week rank. Um, I actually felt like it wasn't actually that bad. Like I got forty five points, and the average is fifty one. Uh, I think I just got stung with um, Kane, Son, Martinez, those Vardy. Like, just a lot of people have either one or two of them, and I didn't. That was a good chunk of the points. But like one of them in my team would have kind of had me above average. So I just, I don't know, it's a bit short. Um, Newcastle scored two goals. Wilson wasn't involved in either. Um, Gabriel, fucking no clean sheet after Jack had decided to bloody choke slam someone from the <laughs> Burnley team. Um, yeah, it was just, I thought it was a bit of a shit game week in general. Um, like points wise, I'm just struggling underneath the average. But in terms of actually the games that were on and the results, I just thought it was really poor. Um, I didn't watch a lot of football this week. I turned off uh, a lot of the games I'd, I'd, I'd started. Um, don't know, but you thought like even the Man United, the City game, whatever, the Everton Chelsea game, Wolves Villa game, uh, Palace Tottenham, Fulham Liverpool, they're all really messy, poor games. Like you couldn't rely on anybody really. So I don't know, oddly happy enough to come out of it with 40 something points. I think it could have been worse. Okay. Is it another red arrow then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. When you're below the average and everybody's getting fucking 50-odd points, like all 7 million people are getting 50-odd points and I'm getting 40-odd points. That's a red arrow. Yeah, but is it... So is it a bit of a misconception? People are always laughing and joking. Oh, I'm so far down the ranks that I can't not get green arrows, but here you are. Here I am. I um, don't know how to do it. I still maintain it. It's, it's all quite bunched together. Like, wh- whatever I get, I'm getting the same as the guys around me because we all probably have similar players. Um, so they might have had a, a Kane or a Son or Martinez and that just brings them up above me and I'm dropping like a stone very good or very average or very average, slightly below no, average slightly below average <laughs> at least you're happy and I think you were saying last week that you're happy with the makeup of your team so hopefully oh yeah I made three transfers <laughs> super happy with my team made three transfers cool we'll talk about them when we're talking about game week 13 so I'll move on to my team quickly. Um, I don't know. I just seem to be ticking along and getting slightly above the average most weeks. Um, had a, a mini green arrow. I think I went up about 10,000 places to 171K, 62 points, a little bit above the average. But unlike you, um, I had some of the kind of random ones. So I had Martinez and goals, 11 points. I had Sauchek, nine points. 20 points, that's a third of my points already. And then just getting a kind of fluky Salah penalty as my captain. And then a few dribs and drabs here and there, like Calvert-Lewin oh, got How many assist. points did you get? Bamford got an assist. Uh, 62. And if you add... Oh, yeah, so your Sujek and Martinez together is probably the difference. I know it's easy to say, like, you have them, that's the point. But um, yeah, That's it. And they're very yeah. easy to have, like, especially Sujek um, or whatever... His name is, I, I kind of sound a little bit moany, but I kind of seem to have good first halves of the game week. And then just Kane, <laughs> Son, Vardy seem to be smashing me the second half of the week. But we, we've been talking about it a bit on the pod. I kind of, I like that. I like that everyone doesn't have the same premiums. You can't just captain like two or three seasons ago, captain Salah every week or captain Ronaldo every week, captain Suarez. It's like 
six premiums are performing and you have to pick between them and you know you can't have them all and you yeah, can't get all the performing points. is a bit of a generous statement for some of them well from a points point of view they are. <laughs> you know and we're not going into another spurs one hour long rant they did nothing to piss you off that much this game week well except score with an xg of 0.01 <laughs> and the assist came from a guy who miscontrolled it coming from the left i think it's just um i think it's just like uh they can't can't stop them. It doesn't matter like if it, they're good or they're bad. They're just they're unstoppable at the moment. Yeah, the universe is in their favor. After me talking of having no superstitions, I'm gonna blame the universe. <laughs> You're not gonna make all superstitious jokes. The universe wants Spurs to win the league now. But uh, yeah, no complaints. I think I'm on one, two, three, four, five green arrows in a row. And um, I think haven't had a captaincy blank in six seven eight game weeks uh, i was just saying to you there before we came on air because we're on air now kirks that uh, i have a that. bad feeling about this kdb one so i do just watching the first half he doesn't seem up for it he's kind of he looks like he's sulking a bit throwing the arms up in the air i don't like it i have a bad feeling so hopefully by the end of this podcast we'll be a little bit happier but who knows and um, sounds like he'd be lucky if he makes it 60 minutes and uh gets his clean sheet, his clean sheet bonus is gone there's nothing there it's can't take them off they need them like you know they're they're currently not winning one all with west brom so and even if it's at 2-1 like i don't think he's going to come off till quite late unless they go two or three up so i get it, jammy penalty be fine yeah i think he'll get the minutes i just can't see him getting the points at the minute and yeah sure we'll see so yeah that was my game week it's so confusing now game week 12 i want to say um yeah solid you know moving on up but very very slowly so yeah, let's move on to game week 13. And these pods are always quite tricky to do because we're going to be talking about three game weeks. This one's slightly not redundant, but the information obviously isn't as relevant as we'd hope it would be most weeks. But we can still talk about the game week because all the game weeks kind of link in and you know might help us going forward. Yeah, we're working, yeah it's it, working towards uh, the next couple of fixtures as well. Yeah, so... Um, what did you do? You said you made three transfers. Who did you captain? How are you looking so far? Uh, not great. <laughs> <laughs> We're like one and a half games in. It's like I'm fucked. <laughs> it's uh, just not worked out the way I hoped. Um, so I rolled a transfer, made three transfers. Um, and just with the games that are coming up, um, some of the West Ham had a uh, confirmed double game week. So I wanted to get West Ham player in. I uh, wanted to get rid of Maris because I don't know why the fuck I had him. And I wanted to get rid of Werner because I don't know why I had him either. I have like all these players that like, you could probably defend like on their own. But then you look at the whole team and you're going to go, nah, nah, that ain't going to work. So I'm just trying to get rid of all of them. So um, out went Werner, Mares, and fucking Podence. And in came Socek, Fernandez, and Bamford. So Bamford and Fernandez are a good, nice fixture run. Uh, Suchek has the double game we coming up, and I think he's quite dangerous. Kind of wanted him a few weeks ago, couldn't make it work. Um, so I ditched Podence. Now, in the games that have just started, Podence scored and took James's clean sheet. <laughs> like, bastard. And um, yeah, the two city boys, the uh, Foden started. I, I kind of, I thought he'd start. He did start, but like they won all now. So they both lost their clean sheet and drawing his captain. So not great. That could pick up in the second half. Um, yeah, 
see what happens. It's all right. Like, it's fine. I took a hit for this, though. Like, leaving Potens in. Doing nothing seems to be the best way forward all the time, which is kind of crap. Yeah, it does, especially with oh, well. certain players. A bit of patience, you know, absorb two or three blanks, and they seem to all come good as soon as they tempt you into selling them. But, uh, ah, wouldn't get too downhearted on that. It's obviously pretty shit start with Potens scoring, but you still have your three guys left to play. They're three pretty... Yeah, and Werner did nothing, so... Yeah, they're big. They're not big hitters Actually, no, from a Vernon price point of view. And Maris, Maris didn't start. Yeah, yeah so. that's it. Like, yeah, I, I won't came back in after a while as well. So, especially with the the rest of the fixtures being released. Yeah, and you said you knew Southcheck had a double. Uh, United and Leeds also have a double in game week nineteen. We'll talk about that after game week thirteen and fourteen. But uh, so you're kind of set up. You've set yourself up for that yep. game week a little bit better, unbeknownst to yourself. Well, you know? they had decent fixtures anyway, to two of them. But um, uh, yeah, it is a little bit better than the double game week. I feel like I'm always planning for like games five weeks down the road and just making the balls of the current game week. So <laughs> figure that one out. Yeah. All right. So we can't really judge your moves till next week because they all still have to play. And I always big kind of believer in judge it on all the moves. I hate this. Oh, I'm screwed. Poden scored or the guys, the two guys I got rid of, both of them scored. I'm like. Yeah, but the guy you brought in got a hat trick and you captained him, or you know, judge it all on oh, well, look, all I'm of the parts. Given out a potent score and just because I've kept him for so long, but uh, like Mares didn't start and Werner has done nothing, so there's the two boys that took out and rightly so. Yeah, um, maybe I get might get away with it with so check he might even score. So hopefully, three games on the bounce. And look, you're you probably are a little bit unlucky. Like I didn't think Wolves would score, let alone score twice. You know, they're struggling to score. Chelsea are solid enough on paper like they're getting clean sheets but they, they don't look as solid the last couple of weeks as they did earlier maybe they were just playing bad teams oh um, i saw some weird stat someone had put up uh chelsea haven't scored against a team in the top half of the table what or something like that i don't know if it was someone taking a piss or not but they obviously scored that against wolves and someone had put up um that's the first goal they've scored against a top 10 team or something Jesus. and then bloody wolves beat them <laughs> so yeah, i don't chelsea... know what, what the truth of that is Chelsea are a weird team though because we were talking again off air before we came on and uh, like Chelsea have a double but I don't know what three Chelsea players I want like it's all defence they don't have a midfielder or a forward that you think is going to get 20 goals a season that are going to be worth getting in even for those weeks yeah no I even all their attacking players like they're a little bit spread out like Giroud is the only one on current form but by the time the game week rolls around he could be back on the bench again yeah Um Pulisic played today. Werner played today. Didn't really do much. Um, what was it? Chilwell. Chilwell crosses Giroud for the goal. And it was a lucky goal at that. It went through the keeper. Um, so, yeah, it's very difficult to pick one and say, like, you're going to get some points out of it. Maybe Mount and Chilwell maybe come into the picture a little bit. They, they seem to be guaranteed a spot, at least. Yeah. We'll get more into this when we talk about it. Uh, I brought it up, though. My fault. <laughs> I won't... Uh... I won't discipline you for that one this time. So you said to captain KDB, were you between players or was it always going to be him? Just so we can kind of laugh about it next week when he does blank. It was uh, De Bruyne or Foden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no one else has Foden. There's no need to captain him. And that's probably going to work out okay. You're learning, Kirk. So yeah. Cool. So for my game week 13, I made one transfer. I got rid of Ross Barkley finally he's been injured the last few weeks and I wasn't holding on to him for any kind of 
important reason or anything. I just was able to field 11 every week and didn't feel the need to use a transfer on him. But this week, I thought I need to get him out. I got in Grealish. Um, the move explained super itself. Do you know, get Super Jack in. He's nailed on. He's everything Villa do revolve around him. So get him in. I kind of thought Villa were going to be guaranteed to get a double game week just because yeah. they're, they <laughs> have the two people. now on the cards. But th- that hasn't materialized. But yeah, pretty solid move. And like you, I think you were saying you kind of want to get in nailed on decent performance performers for their teams. And that's why I got in Grealish. I know he's going to play. I know he's going to play well most weeks. So it's all about building a kind of strong 12-13 now for Christmas for me. So no kind of punts. I did think about Mares, and then I just thought of no. you and it was like, no, oh. not a chance. I don't know why I did that. Like if anybody had asked me, I think someone did ask a question and I said, no, absolutely not. Never go near Mares. He gets rotated. He's hot and cold. Like just avoid him. What the fuck did I do? Bring him in. And what did I do? Take him out for a hit. I mean, <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> it's like sake. you're going completely against all of the advice you give on the pod for no reason. <laughs> like for some kind of uncontrollable reason. You that don't even realize uh, that you're doing it. That was because Grealish and Wilson had that bloody game cancelled. And I'd only brought Grealish in. So just, uh, it's like I'm stabbing myself or something. Anyway. Yeah, um, I've no complaints anyway. I was 100% going to captain KDB. So if it goes pear-shaped, I can't be like, oh man, I had it on Bruno all week. Never going to happen. Like, can you imagine last season not captaining uh, KDB at home to like Norwich or someone? Just no, wouldn't I mean, happen. It's, it's, I think it's the, it's the automatic pick. And if even if it if flops, I think you're still probably in the majority. So it kind of covers you a little bit. Um, like the fact you have De Bruyne and Fernandez so that's probably more than some people anyway. Yeah, so yeah, that's game week 13. Uh, long way to go. Like I said, one game is down. The City games, not even an hour is gone yet. So I won't get too downhearted, but I would love a, an early captaincy return. You know, There's it's nothing better than getting a, even an assist in the first 10, 15 minutes. It just settles everything down. So the fact it's heading towards 60 minutes with nothing, I'm a little bit worried, but sure. What can you do? It's just a pretend game that we play. Didn't go down as an OG, did it? Oh, it did go down as an OG. It's Diaz OG. That's hilarious. It's only hilarious because, like I was saying, I know someone who captained him. What are the chances? It's just such bad luck. Yeah, it's and he's like he's that defender we were talking about last couple of weeks so he's guaranteed to play he'll play all the games he might nick a goal going forward but now he's no G it's like alright oh, so well. hopefully Wednesday Thursday the matches are so bunched together we'll start to get points on the board at the minute I've I've nothing I've three points out of two players including my captain yeah four points four players or three Early days yeah, four points um, three players yeah, so we can't talk about game week 13 in any more detail because all the information is, you know, it's post-deadline. It's not of any worth to anyone. So move on to game week 14. Um, go on to the FPL site and see how your team's set up. But I've no early plans of you. I haven't really looked at it, to be honest. No, the fact I've made three subs this week means, I've again, I've got a decent first 11. I'll probably make one sub. It'll see how phone gets on today and probably just take him out. Um for someone cheap I don't know who it is yet or I I want to keep the Brighton guys I was actually trying to work towards getting rid of Ryan but they're in the double game week now I think and it's just no point swapping them out and trying to f- fill that gap going forward 
Um, so, yeah, it's it's not too bad. I mean, I have a few awkward players there because Bamford up against United, that's probably okay to start. Uh, Suchek away to Chelsea, again, that's probably okay to play. And I'll probably captain would have Salah or De Bruyne. Um, De Bruyne against Southampton or Salah against Crystal Palace. Uh, Fernandez at home against Leeds. It's not, it's not, I don't have anything major um, to move around. There's options there, even just in my, my squad I have. And after taking a minus four, you probably don't, you'd be happier rolling a transfer. I don't know no, if it's I, a mental thing. I'm always happier rolling after I take a hit. Yeah, and it, it sets us, set me up better for the, the upcoming double game weeks as well. Like the more roll, the more transfers I can roll over, the kind of more flexibility I have in making transfers or hits. Like roll one and make two next week. Uh, I think it always feels like you can do a bit more uh, surgery. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm quite similar. Um, I think we're starting to have quite similar teams, uh, which doesn't bode well for me. Either I'm going to be dragged down or your season's going to be reborn. I'm interested uh, to see what happens. I Is the Kirk's just, curse that strong? No, I'm just going to float around. I won't go anywhere because I'm probably going towards the team everybody has, uh, the, picking up the players everybody already has. I, I was saying to you yesterday, like, I brought in another team that would be a very common team to have and I was like 7 million short. Or something like that. Like all the price rises, I think it was like um, DCL, Bamford, Martinez, Martinez, and Grealish. That was like a three million price increase from the start of the season. And some people have them in their squads, all that money to spare. And <laughs> I'm after bringing in Bamford for 6.2 million. It's like, yay. <laughs> that you are. Um... But yeah, I, it's one of those weird kind of weeks and I don't know how it's going to go just because the fixtures are so congested. Like, is there going to be rotation or is there going to be fatigue? Are these midweek games and then the subsequent weekend games, are they all going to be low scoring affairs just because players are playing so much football and you know they're obviously not going to be in optimal shape or kind of peak shape compared to if they were getting a rest for a whole week? Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely know, I think it could be low rotation. But um, also, that's what I'm saying at start there. It's just the fixtures that we saw this week. Like, there were just so many poor performances and, like, sloppy performances that between, like, all the fixture conge- congestion, um, injuries, rotation, the small teams going away to big teams and just making a mockery of them, um, it's going to be very hard if that keeps up over Christmas to, to identify where points are coming from. Yeah, true that. So... Let's talk briefly about captaincy for that game week. You've mentioned yours, but just from a, a broader perspective, I don't think it's going to be like last week where Salah was the obvious, you know, the big headline captainer against Fulham. Uh, this week it was kind of split between Fernandez and KDB. I think he was probably the favourite. I think you could captain five, six players this week and it's going to be fairly split and nil and that will be important. Um I don't know about De Bruyne against Southampton. Southampton are really impressing me again this season. They're they're looking good. Yeah, they are. They're um, they're overperforming a little bit um, in terms of the goals and points, but that's maybe just a sign of a team on form. I still think they probably leave a bit too much space. They push up a lot and they close down a lot up front. Like if you get in behind them, someone like C maybe could do a bit of damage or can Southampton change the way they play to kind of close that up I don't know but they made a mockery of she- Sheffield United like I was defending Sheffield United last week they're playing well not getting points but like they're just obliterated at the weekend it's like 
they, they kept closing down the keeper as well. Like they nearly had two goals from just blocking the keeper. Yeah. Um, just um, the, ener- the energy they have. Yeah, they're just they they even picked up quite a few points without their their main man Danny Ings, and now he's back. There's a there's no reason for them not to keep going. I was saying on WhatsApp, and I do, I was kind of half joking, but I think I'm kind of serious about it now. I'd happily get rid of Ole and get in Ralph. I think he's done some job there with limited resources. He's built a great team, you know, great playing style. I th- I think he'd be a good match for United, and he obviously was good at R was he at RB Leipzig. I definitely have him in. I think he kind of started all that revolution over there before that Nagel's man or whatever you call it went in. But uh just think he brings so much more to the table. Like and he just has a presence. He really is like the Alpine Klopp. <laughs> but that's it. Like you know straight away what, what you're getting with him. It's like he has a philosophy, he has an attitude. Like it's like that seems to do better. Like you know what Pep brings, you know what Klopp brings, you know what Ralph Hasnoodle brings. I think that's really important for like an identity even you know what Jose brings but like I don't know what Arteta brings now I don't know what Ole brings like and that, misery that, just pain yeah. and misery that that's what happens then like what what is your identity like what what way do you want to play like who are your best players like and then they just kind of fade away to nothing I am totally on board with that I think he deserves a, a shot at a club like that okay I'm sending the email to the Glazers as we speak and we were talking about captains there so Bruno I quite like the idea against Bruno of Bruno, yeah. sorry, against Leeds. Home just, Leeds. Yeah. They they leave so much space in. Leeds just attack, attack, attack. I love watching Leeds, but like there'll be so much space for United on the counter. But I'd just be wary. I, I'd want to see how they play now midweek, how many minutes he gets, because like he's just playing 90 most weeks. He's, it's bound to take its toll on him. But if he if United had an easy night against Sheffield United, he came off early, I'd happily captain him. Sal against Palace, Poole weren't at the races at all against Fulham. No, they actually should have been hammered in the first half. They, they kind of clawed it back. Um, but like, I heard someone saying, oh, they had a bad first 20 minutes and then they kind of got up. They didn't their whole. Like, they were struggling through the whole game. I got a lucky penalty. Um, but I don't remember like any major pressure on the, uh, the Fulham goal. Like, Fulham could have been treating it up. Like, yeah, yeah they, was, they really could have been. Kind that was shocking. a bit of a, a shock watching that now. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I don't mean to be reviewing the previous game week. It's just looking for captains. I think Bruno's the happiest I'd be at the minute, even though United's home form isn't great. But uh, I think Leeds, we say it every week, Leeds could go out and beat anyone. They could be hammered by anyone. And I think they might suit United. Yeah, like, people. Like, you could see that easily going either way. Like, Leeds come out and they're all over United. United can't deal at the back. And Leeds fucking beat them 3-1 or something or Leeds come at them United sit back hit them on the counter and absolutely take them apart like I don't know you could, it could be anything so it's a nil all then I'd say <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but, and that in the rotations as well it makes it very hard yeah so we'll keep an eye on the minutes before picking our captains but I think it's going to be an interesting week obviously Grealish plays West Brom uh, who are kind of putting it up to City here so maybe I think Villa do better against teams that come at them. Um, but yeah, have you anything else to say yeah. about game week 14? I'm doing nothing. Not not making a transfer. I don't know who I'm captain. No, I, I think it just really, it, it just goes into the, the blank and double game week coming up. I think that's kind of where all our focus is going to be in terms of subs and um, transfers from now going forward to those that double game week. Um, 
So I don't know, just jump straight into that. Yeah, that's the perfect segue. And before we do that, I'm going to make a disclaimer I make every year because we haven't had a chance to look at it properly. So this is just going to be our first thoughts on the the January fixtures were announced today. So we know what teams have a blank game week in 18 and those fixtures are now moved to 19. So those teams are going to have doubles. Um, it's looking quite manageable on on first look. Uh, a lot of people's strategy so far this season was to hold their first wild card use it in 16 to kind of set up because we, we knew there was always going to be blanks and doubles around then. But uh, I think I'm going to be able to navigate it quite easily, fingers crossed, just now. Like, we've plenty of time. Um, I think of about five free transfers between now and then. And I have nine players at the minute that have double game weeks. So my strategy is kind of, it kind of plays itself, is my first thought. Set yourself now, up a little bit better for the double game week. Yeah, and do you know what I'm so happy about? Now, I probably, I'm going to say all those smug people that are like, oh, no, I'm not going to use my wild card. I'm keeping it in my back pocket. It's my least favorite FPL phrase ever. And like, if you were doing okay and you did that, you know, and you have it for these weeks, happy days. But these people who are like two and three and four million, it's like, no, no, I'm using, I'm saving my wild card for game week 16. And now it's like, well, it's not this big kind of monstrous, you know, obstacle to, to get around it's actually quite easy to navigate if you have certain players in your team which we probably do so yeah. uh up I mean, your hole to, to those people is what i'm trying <laughs> to say kirks yeah there's a few big teams not playing i suppose there could be people in quite tricky situations um like southampton united liverpool leicester leeds chelsea don't have games in so, 18 like, yeah so i mean that would be hard i suppose to work around without using something so like you're probably talking free hit or yeah, you're probably definitely talking free because you don't want to be making a, uh, what you call a permanent changes going into that and then following that straight into the double game week. But uh, you're, you're saying you're kind of set up for the double game. I've got eight players playing in the, in the blind game week already. Um, so I can easily fix my team up to, to get through the, the blank game week, no problem. Uh, and I could free hit the double game week. Or I'd have to switch it around and bench boost the double game week. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting though. It's just the teams that are in the blank game week and the double game week, you can actually kind of get around both of them. Like you've got like uh, City, Tottenham, Arsenal, Newcastle, Villa, Everton playing, Brighton as well. But um, is it Brighton? Looking at the thing? Yeah, it is. Um, like I've got, I could easily get a team for that week. I don't know if it'd be very good though. <laughs> Maybe that's... <laughs> So are you definitely going to free him? Yeah, I think I have to. And just look, the more I look at it, it's just, like I said, it plays itself. I have nine players that are going to have doubles in game week 19. I have five free transfers. So that'll get me up to 14. I'm only going to bring in players. Now I have to look at it in more detail, but like I'm going to look for the players that have double game weeks in 19 and have okay fixtures either side of it. If I can find players that meet that criteria, they're straight in and... Um, you can't do both. You can't really plan for 18 and 19. So I think you're going to have to use a chip for one or the other. So free hit for 18. Cause I, I think I only have four players as it stands in that week. And uh, I, like mm-hmm. I said, you can't build towards both. You can't build towards the blank and the double because they're, they're complete opposites. The opposite. of each other. So yeah, it just got pretty lucky now. I was being smug there and, you know, slagging people, but the way it's, fallen i always said all along look i'm gonna have a few weeks to get my head around it and plan it and luckily enough 
the planning is a bit easier than I even I thought. So yeah, my strategy plays itself. I think maybe on next week's pod, we'll work out all the strategies just for whatever boat all the listeners are in. Cause like, you know, it's no good to them if they, me telling them what I'm going to do, if our teams are totally different. Um, are you, yeah, what do you think of seeing as you seem to be better set up um, for the blank? Yeah, I might play the, just play the blank as normal. Uh, with a couple of subs coming up to us now and actually free hit the the double week and actually just make like a fucking powerhouse team for the, for the double game week. Yeah. Leaves me with the bench boost then for the second double game week, which will probably be United, Villa, City players. It, I don't know how well that works, but I don't want to have to mince my team up uh, for the double game week. Um I free hit 18. It's going to be a lot of transfers for me up to then. I'll have to look at it now, though, because I'll have to start with my first transfer this week. That's right. it. It's like it all starts now. Every transfer has to go towards it, really. So what's that? 14, 15, 16, 17. And then 19, you'll have a yeah, transfer. You can, make, you can make a big changes with, with the five transfers. So you can have guys on the bench as well. Obviously, you can have a guy on the bench for 18, and you can have a guy on the bench for 19, whichever way you're doing it. Um, yeah, I'll have to have a look. But like, if anybody listening, I think it's you need to start thinking about your transfer for this week with those games in mind, and we'll try to go through it in a bit more detail next week ourselves. Yeah, unless you are one of these smug lads with a wild card in their back pocket, then you can just wait to game week sixteen. Yeah, look, that's a good move with the wild. If you have the wild card, it's it's a good move, and it's going to be easier to manage. Wild card sixteen, play seventeen, free hit eighteen, and then bench boost nineteen. Like it's like a one of the end of game moves. Yeah, definitely. People, I'm just laughing because I'm going to be doing all that without a wild card. So <laughs> I feel like you have to be more planning without the wild card. The, the wild card oh, just makes it, makes it easier like. just to do. Like, but um, it's it's still possible. Just you have to put more thought into it. I think. Yeah, I also wonder how many places lower down would I be if I hadn't used my wild card? You know, so if I still had it for game week sixteen, would I be like one or two million, and then? The net effect of that is oh, way less definitely. than what I already got. We say at the start of every season, you want to be, you want to start big and actually have people chasing you. Because, like, I know it sounds silly, but like, would you have got the same players you have now? Like, would you have gotten in Martinez? Or Martinez? Because you got him in, you took out uh, Massilier. Like, you probably had a free transfer because you're doing well, had a transfer, no fires, brought him in. Now he's in your team, getting 11 points. Like, how did you been chasing? Maybe you wouldn't have used the transfer on the keeper. You probably would have swapped something else. Like it just everything builds up. You're way better to be ahead and and having that wildcard early and like being able to make decisions in your own your own way rather than chasing. Look yeah. at me. I actually brought chasing him in visibly. on on my wildcard, to be honest. Sorry to burst your bubble. It, but it made it. perfect you sense it. what you said. Yeah, that's it. But that's right. You brought him in your wildcard. If you didn't have use your wildcard, you wouldn't have brought him in. Yeah. I can see Cunaguero warming up. Uh, City are <laughs> struggling to break West Brom down. Just they're doing nothing. Sorry, Parks, right. you do have my undivided attention, also. Well, I'll just keep stick on the match here as well. Yeah, just my uh, <laughs> the fate of my captaincy is a little bit more important than this podcast. Truth be told, I don't think it has any impact on your overall game week. The amount of people who have him, Hasta. He must be the most captained. Yeah, but you obviously want points, Kirks. You know, you don't you don't want to be letting I've these given people. Up on points. You don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to be letting these people who didn't captain them 
get in, you know, and catch up on you and be making gains. You want to be smashing those people, you know, the people who decided not to captain them. You want to be standing on their heads, Kirks. <laughs> All right. Uh, Keeping the pressure very on. Very aggressive to, towards Kane, Kane and Son owners. Yes. I think I need oh, another cup. Uh, Tottenham this week. I need another cup of tea. Um, seeing as you brought it up. And uh, look, if you have any questions on the doubles or the blank game weeks in 18 and 19, ask them on the next pod. We'll go into it in more detail. Um, the fixtures are on the FPL website. And of course, the the man himself does all of this on his Twitter account. We probably should reference him. Ben Crellin, everything's on there. Lovely, colourful spreadsheets explaining everything. So yeah, Kirk's Liverpool Spurs, top of the table clash. How do you think it's going to go? Oh, I don't know. After watching that Fulham game, I think it's going to be miserable. It's like, wouldn't be surprised, just nil all. <laughs> Can't be nil all. Like Fulham could have put three past like, Liverpool. Is- Yeah, Alisson actually made a few good saves, but I actually think Fulham were way more adventurous and more attacking than I've seen Spurs at all this season. So, I mean, the only time Spurs, I think, won a game, I was going through some XGs. I think the only couple of games they won where they actually deserved to win was when they bet United, but United fell apart. Their their XG was quite high. And I think the Newcastle game or something. I think most of the other games, their XG was lower than the other team. Like, don't just don't get me started, but just... (laughs) I can't see it. People are saying like, oh, Liverpool, Van Dijk is out and, you know, Maddox has an injury and Trent's not fully fit and all this, but I don't think it matters. Like, they can't break down fucking anybody. I don't think Liverpool defence is going to be a factor in it. So are you saying that Kane or Son can't score an absolute worldie for the 13th game running? Oh no, I mean, the the Liverpool defence has no say in that. Like, if it was fucking (laughs) Maldini, Cannavaro and the boys, I still think the same thing would happen it's going to bounce off someone's face and someone will back heel it from the halfway line and it'll go in <laughs> so is this our new stick or are we just an anti-spurs partner <laughs> I don't I, I wouldn't mind if they uh, I'm happy to go with it if they backed it up like like we really like Southampton like last week like, they deserved all their goals they overperformed but like they were attacking they pressed down the, 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 the keeper and the back line and they made it happen Spurs didn't make it happen it just fucking bounced off Son came to Kane he hit it and the keeper made a balls of it it's like Oh, broke hearts that one did. I know how to get you riled up. Just mention Spurs. <laughs> I think it's Jose Mourinho's Spurs in particular. I don't think you used to. No, I used to like uh, Pochino Spurs. I thought they were quite good. I have a Kirk's Vendetta. I haven't mentioned the Vendetta word. It's my new favourite phrase on the pod, a Kirk's Vendetta. It's just anti-football. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I can't really argue with any of that. I can't really call it, to be honest. Uh, I think it probably will be a dull affair, mainly due to... Spurs' tactics, but you never know. You know, Poole are going to come on to them, and Spurs have done very well on the counter and on the break against teams. They have the pace, they have the finishing ability of the two boys. Maybe it will be like 3 4 1 Spurs. Maybe it'll be nil all. Maybe Liverpool will go out and smash them. Who knows? Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Or I'm not, I wouldn't be 100% confident on like Liverpool. I wouldn't be back in Liverpool or anything, but um, I could just nil all. It seems like the most obvious one all nil all. It seems like the most obvious scoreline. Cool. So seven two. <laughs> I think we've talked very quickly about three game weeks. We very briefly looked at blanks doubles. I think it was real. Just say what you see and just shout everything that's happening. I'd like to go into that in more detail next week, but just be aware it's happening. And like Kirk said, start every kind of transfer should be planning towards that. Really, 
unless you have your wild card. So, uh, but we move on to questions. Oh, if you have a wild card, your transfers still take that into account. As in, like, you should be now bringing in lads you don't give a fuck about um, in a couple of weeks' time. Like, have a punt on the next two game weeks uh, on guys like that you might want to keep long-term but might just have two good fixtures. They're, they're toast anyway, so. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. And uh, you got to stop mentioning toast. I'm just starving <laughs> by the end of the, the pod every week. Um. So yeah, let's move on to question time. Uh, it's a quieter than usual question time, but I think that just shows the the nature the of all weeks. these congested game weeks. Why would I ask you a question when it's going to be redundant? So, but sure. Yeah, I'd say the question's actually better for next week, actually, now with the fixtures out um, and people trying to plan the double game week. I can't imagine there was a whole lot of movement before this. Yeah, but we'll answer them anyway. We have a few and then we'll take it from there. So the the first question comes in from Garf at FPL Shark, a new asker of questions. So he said, hey, lads, if you do a pod between now and the next game week, here's my question. If you were going to move into the Man City defence, who would you go with and why? Well, obviously nobody because they conceded against West Brom would be my answer. What's yours, Kirks? Mine would be Diaz. And I hope, <laughs> I'm glad we didn't answer this question beforehand. Um, Diaz is just the only man I would say he's going to play every week. Well. He was going to play every week. Yeah, well, that's unfair. He's still going to play every week. I can, um, Cancelo is playing a bit now, but he was dropped there a couple of game weeks. He played left back, now he's playing right back. Um, Mendy's been playing, Zinchenko's played a couple of European games. Uh, Laporte's dropped, Ake's in, Stones was in. So really the only person you can ring in is Diaz. That's fair enough. And I did answer it in the DM. So I was like, by the time we do this, it's probably going to be redundant. I went around the houses like you there, but finally came down on Diaz for all the reasons you said. And I think that's who he was going for anyway and who he did go for. Um, and captained him. <laughs> no, he didn't captain him, thankfully. Only crazy people do that. But yeah, he's he's the only safe one. And uh, what a fall from grace for Laporte. What, did he, did something happen between them? or? No, the I only thing I picked, on picked up on was there was a game in Europe, was there? And he, he made either made a mistake or he was lazy about something. And Pep came out with a, a comment or something like, people who people who play well and don't make mistakes or try hard, keep their spots or something along those lines. And it was either aimed at Stones playing well uh, or Laporte made a mistake. But then Stones has been dropped for Ake today. So it's hard to know. Yeah. And I've seen quite a few people bringing in Stones going, he's only 4.8 million. He started the last three games. <laughs> Why not? I'm kind of glad because we just knew. Pep. It wasn't bastard. a, it wasn't a move. So yeah. Thanks Garth for the question. Um, Got a little bit unlucky tonight. I'd say West Brom have had two shots and, you know, Diaz scored an OG with one of them. But uh, <laughs> it was a solid move. Like, it's it was a oh, solid the right move on move paper. If, if, yeah. Uh, I like Cancelo, but like you said, I don't know if that rotation worry is uh, worth the risk of him being rotated. And also, he seems way more attacking uh he, he looks like a winger at times, the way he kind of drops his shoulder and goes by people. And But he has, he's got one assist all season, so maybe it's all just fluff. Yeah, and you know? was the assist when he played midfield as well? Possibly. Right. You keep saying he did. I can't remember that game. Yeah, it was a really strange game. He played like a wing-back system and he made, played midfield. It's like odd. Anyway, okay. one assist says it all. So that's that question. Next question comes in from a very good friend of the show, FPL Rogue. 
Should our FPL thoughts turn to those teams that will have home crowds as an advantage? I ask as it appeared to give Fulham and Palace a boost at the weekend. It's a good question. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the same, the opposite to the questions we were getting at the start of the season. It's very hard to quantify. Like, like could you imagine Arsenal with their fans in at the moment? <laughs> like, it's a joke on Twitter, like running like, oh, Arsenal would be delighted or whatever. But like 2,000 people booing you is not going to be fucking great. Um, I think it does make a difference. Um, I think it's yeah beneficial for the, maybe the smaller teams with the home, home crowd behind them. Uh, but I don't know if necessarily having a crowd there is always beneficial. Like just probably teams there who prefer not to have a crowd in there. Yeah. So you know United. Um is it their home form is shocking now. It's terrible. Yeah, maybe they could do it a bit of support. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I agree with all that. And uh before I go into it, I think I wouldn't use it to like make my transfer decisions, but if I was 50-50 on a player, because like obviously usually home and away is kind of equally divided. Now, sometimes you might get teams that have three out of four home fixtures and all, but usually it's kind of 50-50. So like if you bring someone in, unless you're swapping them out the next week, you, you kind of have to suck up the away games as well. But uh, I'd use yeah. it if it if you couldn't decide between two players and it was literally 50-50 and one of them was playing at home for a team that are allowed fans, then why not? Because... I really noticed a difference after watching United against City, which was one of the most flat matches I've ever seen. Just an exhibition game, no atmosphere, no intensity. And then turning on Fulham and Liverpool, just with like 2,000, 4,000 fans. I don't know what they had, but like it sounded like the stadium was full fans. and they just came out and fucking, you know, they got a pool straight out of the blocks. And I think it made a difference. Yeah, a bit but, of adrenaline. Yeah. Imagine being Spurs playing dire football and having fans in the stadium and they're all going, oh, fuck's sake, Jesus, come on with this. <laughs> it's probably helping them. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a that's a great <laughs> point, actually. I'd say it is. You know, nobody to boo the, the negativity. Kirk's I'm jumping on this bandwagon hard. <laughs> I had no intention. But uh, yeah. Right, next question comes in from another friend of the show, a newer friend of the show, Nuclear Adams. Uh you can set your clock to him asking a question every week now. You love to see it, Kirk, don't you? Yeah, love clocks. Cool. How do you plan to bounce back whenever you have a bad game week? And uh, we have just the man to ask, how does one bounce back from a bad <laughs> game week? Bounced. Just just deeper into a worse <laughs> game week. I haven't bounced back from anything. Um, I suppose what I'm learning from this whole thing is... Uh, like you, you can't get the points back by just making a mad move. Like you really just do have to stick to the correct moves and just hope it all comes out of the wash in the long run. Um, like players have taken punts on, taken players out when I shouldn't have taken them out. You really just have to stick with it. Um, if it doesn't go your way, it doesn't go your way. But I think you regret like bringing in mad players and then taking them back out again on hits. I think that sticks with you lo- longer than um, picking the team you actually want and believe in. And they do poorly. Like, I really regret that Mares move. Jesus. Yeah, don't double down by doing something even more stupid, trying to chase points. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I say it all the time. I think you just have to focus on uh, the decision rather than the result. So if you're happy with the decision and you're making good, solid decisions based on watching the games, stats, fixtures, doesn't work out. There's nothing you can do. Like, it's a... Uh, you know, it's a game that heavily relies on luck 
and uh, you can do all the right moves, but at the end of the day, you can't control luck. And if it doesn't work out for you one week, it might the following week, but you can't really take it to heart. And it is just a game. So um, do other yeah. things, you know, after the weekend, don't start looking at stats from the matches. Don't start planning your transfers for the following week. Go do other things. Go do some exercise. Go watch something. Have a Eureka moment. Yeah, like don't go straight back into it because your head's just fried from FPL. But uh, yeah, I kind of quite lucky that it just means absolutely nothing to me anymore compared to last you know a few seasons says ago. your man who can't take his eyes off the screen what screen <laughs> that screen there where De Bruyne just uh, missed with a free kick and you're like twitching away oh, my, my phone actually died Kirks all right okay <laughs> I'm, I'm looking straight at the laptop so I am here but uh yeah like I said all about the decision you can't control anything after that Anything else you want to add there, Kirks? Seeing as you're the king of bad game weeks at the minute. No, just 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 the same point. Just you can live with yourself when it's your own decision. I think when you start chasing it with bad decisions, it you sticks with you more. The regret. That's it. Keep playing ABC FPL, as I like to say, Kirks. And delighted to see you started following that this week. The only way <laughs> is up now. All these solid moves you're doing instead of Captain and Foden. Although Captain and KDB is not working out much better. Would have been the exact same. Could you like do a little kind of girly scream if he scores, just so I know? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah. Okay. Uh, next question. I think it's the final question. This is easy breezy at the minute. It comes in from Matt. Um, I think an old friend of the show, but we haven't heard from him in a while. So welcome back, Matt. I can't fit Salah into my team because I don't want to lose Grealish, Rob. Okay, sorry, comma, grammar. Grammar, Joe. Okay. We'll start again. I can't fit Salah in my team because I don't want to lose Grealish. Robertson's holding funds that would be better spent on Vestergaard. Harry Kane is the best defensive midfielder in the game. In a season that makes no sense, should we just stop and prepare for the zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I think he's right. The season is just kind of crazy. So just jump on and embrace it. You know, yeah, and- at least it's one of those seasons where at least you can just pick players you like. And you're probably in no worse position than, you know, other people who think they've they're onto a good thing. Um, I I would get Salah in, and I've I'm thinking about the same thing. Uh, I think Robertson is holding up too much of my money at the back for teams that aren't keeping clean sheets. And like at Robertson and TAA this season have three assists between them. I think something like that, maybe two, maybe four. Um, <laughs> just keep shouting out numbers. No, I know it's low. I'm just thinking, like, compared to last season, like the two of them were racking up assists left, right, and center. I'm pretty sure. Uh, did Trent get one the last time he came on, or was that just a good cross? I think he's only on one still. It didn't um, work out that way because it turned out to be an OG. So Manny got the assist because he got on the end of that cross. Yeah. So, so, so I think he only on, he's on one for the season. I think maybe Rob was on two. But anyway, the, the point is just there's too much money being held up. When you've got so many cheap options uh, at the back who can pick up the same amount of points at the moment. Um, and one of the ones I said to you off air, which I'm thinking of doing, is I think I'm going Robertson to Dyer. Um, just bank the money. Um, miserable defensive team where he plays every game. Uh, fuck it. If they're going to be miserable, I'm going to be on the bandwagon with it. Yeah, he goes up for set pieces. He takes a mean free kick himself. And is he He must be 5 million, low 5 point something millions at this million. stage. Yeah, so, I mean, to get Salah in, sacrifice Robertson, that makes perfect sense to me. Did you say Ed Robertson? Or is that your grammar? Or... No, I think he said Robert. he has Robertson, but he's holding too much money. 
Yeah, Grant. Yeah, so I, I definitely get rid of Robertson to get Salah in. I think that's a great swap for Liverpool assets. And someone at the back, you get in any of the Vestigard, Watercup Peters, Dyer, Lamptey. They're all very reasonably priced. Yeah, I think the important part of that question is should we stop zombie. and prepare for the zombie apocalypse? You should never stop preparing for the zombie apocalypse, Kirks. Because when it happens, we're all in trouble. And uh, Willie actually has a bunker built at the minute that he's holing up in. So he's oh, yeah. in good shape. Pity it's porous. Yeah. Can I ask you an important question? Zombie apocalypse, Kirks, what's your weapon of choice? Oh, a polearm. Explain. Polax, like a big, long, steel, pointy thing. Okay, is it like you ever watch uh, Did you ever watch The Walking Dead? Yes. You, you want the sword? Yes. It's like that, but they're further away from you. <laughs> <laughs> a spear, a big spear. Fair enough. So you're going to like be a, like a Viking or something? Something that doesn't have to be reloaded, but also they're far away from when you poke them. Yeah, because like whatever about being afraid of spiders, like I find it hard to stand on the spider. Imagine trying to fucking stand on a zombie. <laughs> fucking standing on them. Stand away from them. Like sometimes I have these moments of absolute uh, delusion when I'm watching like The Walking Dead or a zombie movie and I'm like, yeah, that would be me going around with my samurai sword chop, chopping off people's heads. And I'm like, you're, you're literally afraid to stand on the spider. So you're going to like cut through <laughs> like spinal cord and stuff to chop off someone's head. Yeah, no, just spiders. Ew. Yeah. Okay. And then the last, it's not a question, but it comes in from Matt as well. And uh I sent you earlier, Kirk, this just warmed the cockles of my heart, whatever that means. So he says, not so much a question, but I've always kept tabs on FPL Twitter. And this year, not so much as there are so many dickheads on there now. <laughs> but credit to you guys, as you're one of a few that don't get dragged down by all the negativity. Fair play, lads. So Kirk, I'm giving you no credit because you're not on Twitter. So you don't. I'm also been a, a money fucker recently. So although I'm laughing about being a money fucker, but still being quite money. So uh, I'd just like to say thanks to Matt for that. It did uh, warm my heart earlier on. And I fully agree. We're, we are the good guys. Definitely. I'm you not know? on Twitter, so I'm not sure how bad it gets, but it sounds like it gets really bad. Uh, it's when there's high variance and bad game weeks, people just turn into arseholes. They can't handle doing badly at a game that's you know, revolves around luck. Like there's a lot of skill involved, but there is a lot of luck involved. Like a bad so, like, beat of poker, it flips out. That that's pretty much it, and uh, you know, I know I slag people and I call our listeners idiots, but it's all like meant in jest. Like, just be kind, Kirks. You know, there's no <laughs> point going on Twitter and taking it out on people. Keyboard warriors, exactly. Um, and I, I always just, used. Sorry, go on. I was gonna say it looks like a bit of work to do this week now. This fucking double game week and our promises about strategies. We have to do something now next week. Yeah, but it's it's all on a plate. Like, there's only two, three, four things that you can do. And uh, we'll actually have time to look at it next week. So don't worry. We'll uh, we'll get something decent down on paper. But I think it just plays itself, depending on whether you have your wild card, whether you have players for the blank now, or whether you have players for the double. You can't have both. But maybe you could be split somewhere down the middle and you're a bit screwed. You don't know which one to build towards. I suppose build towards the double. More benefit. That could be me. Yeah. City are battering the goal here. Yeah, I think or else, we're. Or else I'm watching the same clip and over again. I think but we're I think on the verge of a captaincy blank. Captaincy fail. But uh, so I'm going to go Welcome on to Twitter. Welcome to Kirksville. <laughs> go on to Twitter and call people idiots now, Kirks, because I'm angry. Well, the only good thing that came out of this game is Foden's now done for me. Yeah, 
But like, I have to laugh. I used to laugh at Willie because just talking about people being dickheads on Twitter and he'd be like, yeah, but such and such said this and he's on Twitter and he has a podcast. And I used to always have to say, Willie, you're on Twitter and you have a podcast. (laughs) Like, it's just a random guy behind his computer talking about FPL. Like, anyone can do it. Doesn't You're doing it. (laughs) Yeah, like, followers don't mean anything, so they don't, so... So I couldn't care less how many followers we have. I couldn't care less how many followers someone else has. Just if they have decent opinions and decent chat, happy days. But like, I don't take anyone's opinion more seriously because they have 50,000 followers. I think a lot of those people are spout nonsense because they just have a certain crowd that they have to please every week. You know, they. I don't know how to get, get to those numbers. Like it's surprising sometimes some guys who have big followings. I don't know if it's just people begging for followers or do they get lucky with a, a big name follower that kind of brings people across but yeah like sometimes i'm like really confused spouting out what i'm now going to call popcorn fpl you know it's just what the masses want to hear but they're not really offering anything what did we offer uh, oh yeah we talked about phobias uh zombies <laughs> zombies uh farming you know, yeah i mean a wide range of topics managing your mental health in a game that's based on luck loads of stuff kirks i didn't know what a polax was until <laughs> I still don't really but I feel I, like I, I need to Google that to make sure I have just made up a word I have more of an idea now so I do um, but yeah there's there's some big accounts who are very good as well I'm not just sticking it to big accounts and Kirk I think we should also mention the the mystery phantom account that I think we think is copying us we're on to you buddy <laughs> we won't we name any names it. we're just very trying suspicious to, very suspicious is right we're just trying to gather more proof. And when we can fully prove it. I've got a wall behind me, like with all those strings and, and like pins in it. And they all go to one person. All to you one look person. like you're on Criminal Minds. You're trying to catch a, a serial killer. <laughs> more like uh, your man off Oh Sunny. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Working, working in the post office. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deadly gift. <laughs> but, but yeah, Kirk, I've, I've come to the end of my rope here. I've kind of covered everything. Right, let's do it. Let's get to our strategizing. What strategizing for oh, next yeah. week? Off. I thought we were going to do it again. I was like, well, we've been here for two hours. I want to go home. Stop talking. All right. So that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, yeah. Like we said, it's a bit of a random one because it's like just in the middle of all game weeks. But I, I quite enjoyed that, Kirk. It's just a blitzkrieg FPL. Yeah, no, it could be useful. It actually gets me in the mindset now for, the, <clears throat> for next week's. Yeah, you have homework. So as I always say, if you stuck with us this far, thanks a million for listening. We're the FPL Renegades. It's at Renegades FPL on Twitter. Um, you can DM us. You can ask us questions on there. You want to, you know, put anything to go on the show for next week, put it up. All ideas are welcome. I'd say if you put a letter in the post, <clears throat> just said Kirk's County Kildare, I think I'd get it. I think you would definitely get it because we have the best postmen <laughs> in Ireland. If anybody wants to try that out. So, yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, we'll be back, I suppose. Are we going to do one next Tuesday? I suppose it's far enough away from Christmas. Oh, yeah. I'm in work that day anyway, so. What else do we have to be doing? Exactly. Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So thanks for listening. Good luck and good night.